Hey, what's up, guys? It's Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, back here with another solo episode on the Black Health Academy podcast platform. Now, these solo episodes are entitled Obedience. So the Black Health Academy podcast is where me and my co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay, we talk specifically about topics around health, physical health, nutrition, physical fitness, stress, overwhelm, burnout, all of those fun things. And then these solo episodes are all about getting in alignment, living on purpose, using your gift to play out what you were called here to do on this planet, right? So this is episode 11 of Obedience entitled The Three Reasons Why You May Be Out of Alignment. So first of all, happy New Year's Eve, Eve. It is currently Wednesday, December 30th, 7.01 a.m. I'm sitting in my office here and recording this episode for you before I get my day officially started. Uh, We're filming today for my certification. It is the final filming of, of another facilitator. And then we have one more filming for my part of the certification. But I'm so happy to say... Uh, We are really, really, really gaining momentum on the certification. For those of you who are waiting for my plant-based certification to come out, it is in full production right now. So thank you for being patient. So as usual, during these solo episodes, I'm going to tell you what I'm sipping on because I'm talking all by myself, but to you for the next 45 minutes to an hour. And so I need to keep my throat uh, moisturized. Okay. And plus it is seven o'clock and that means that I am on this water strong. You guys know the rule top of the morning. You are getting that water in water is the one thing you wake up deficient in every day. So it must be replenished daily. So I'm currently sipping on some warm water with lime and lemon added. Okay. I'm fancy today. Y'all lime and lemon Add it to my warm water. And so while I am teaching this morning, there may be some brief pauses that sound like this. As I take a sip and get hydrated, okay? Okay, so this is the final solo episode of 2020. And I wanted to dig into some abstract reasons as to why you may not be in alignment. Now, for those of you who don't know, these obedience episodes are really about doing just that, living and existing obediently. We all have a purpose that's been assigned to us by a higher power, okay? Um, And that assignment came in the form of your gift, right? And so it is our responsibility to act on that assignment, act on that calling. And so these obedience episodes are about how to do just that. And so this year I've done some really fun obedience episodes about, you know, how I prioritize pleasure, the people that you need in your life that you need to attach yourself to, to get in alignment, you know, um, how not being in alignment creates suffering for yourself and those around you. Um, We've done some really fun episodes that are really more tangible, how obedience, um, how I use that to 
activate my white privilege. That was a really fun episode on my birthday. Uh, So we've really been dancing around all of these tangible, tactile reasons and how-tos of being in alignment. But today, I want to focus on three kind of more abstract ideals um, and talk about some things that may be missing inwardly, right? So these are going to be reasons that uh, can only be rectified or corrected if they're missing by you, okay? So other things have been like things you can do or begin to do outwardly and things like that. So I'm excited about this episode because as usual, I've been kind of jotting down notes for this episode over the last several weeks and now I am ready to birth it, okay? So Uh, I hope you guys checked out the last episode about, you know, why you're suffering and um, how to stop creating suffering intentionally or unintentionally for yourself and others. Um, So if you haven't checked out these obedience episodes, they're super dope. You can just search for them on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Um, because, you know, <clears throat> sprinkled in between these episodes, we have the 60 second tip of the week every Friday. And then Jay and I record a episode together uh, right around biweekly. And then my solo episodes are monthly. So there's a lot to take in here on the podcast, on the Black Health Academy podcast platform. So something, little something for everyone. So I know many of you guys that follow me are... Um, either in the health and wellness space or in the entrepreneurial space, or you might have a side hustle. And I know, you know, as people of color, we have some limitations in this world. And sometimes, you know, working a nine to five or just basically doing what you have to do to meet your uh, needs every month, to keep your bills paid up, to keep a roof over your head and food on the table. Sometimes it's really just about doing what you have to do, right? Um, And so I want you guys to understand, though, that that doesn't have to be the only thing you do. You know, you don't have to live for your liabilities, right? And so there is a way to get those things taken care of with and also enjoy or extract happiness and joy out of life and be fully, fully in alignment and living on purpose. Okay. And so this morning I am going to go over three reasons why you may be out of alignment. So let's dive right into it. Let me take a little sip here because it's morning time. Y'all drink way more in the morning. Like I just be kind of chugging water really early. Like I get up and my body's like, where's the water? Okay, so you might hear a little clinking. That's my like metal straw (laughs) clinking against my glass (laughs) club cup. Okay, Um, here we go. First reason why you may be out of alignment. And that is because you believe obedience is reserved for the privileged. So here's what I mean by that. You know, um, I recently heard someone say that retirement is for the rich, right? Meaning basically you work, if you're not rich, if you're not well off, if you're not like financially free and fully abundant, you know, you don't have the privilege of retiring. Um, You're more than likely going to work until you die, right? To keep 
the bills paid, to keep food on the table, to keep things coming in. And I was so like taken aback when I heard that retirement is for, for the rich. I was like, what? Right. And they were really talking about, you know, retirement, what they used to believe. So the good news is that they had overcome this mindset. But this person's like, I used to believe that retirement is for the rich. And so when I was thinking about retirement being for the rich, one of the, the my next thought was, hmm, I've heard people say the exact same thing about being whole food plant based, right? Like I can't afford to be whole food plant based. Um, being whole food plant based or living, you know, a vegan lifestyle, a partially vegan lifestyle or just a clean eating lifestyle. Right. Even if you're still eating animal products, you know, if you want the organic or grass fed or just the prime cuts of meat. Right. Those things are more expensive than the ch their cheaper counterparts. Right. Um, if you want organic vegetables. Right. If you want those fresh, maybe unique vegetables that you don't find in every market they can be more pricey and so we developed this ideology that eating clean eating super healthy eating whole food plant-based uh, retiring is reserved for the rich and so then my next thought was I imagine that's also what people believe about living their dreams I imagine that there's many people who believe that living your life on purpose, operating in your gift, waking up every day and doing what you absolutely adore and enjoy is reserved for the privileged. So the first thing or the first reason that you may be operating out of alignment is because you lack entitlement. You lack entitlement. Obedience is not reserved for the privileged. It's reserved for the bold. Mm, very different perspective, okay? Obedience is not reserved for the privileged. It's reserved for the bold. So do you lack entitlement, right? When you're bold enough to do something, right, you have the audacity <laughs> to do it, okay? When you're bold enough to do something, it's like, who do you think you are? Who do you think, who, who is this little entitled Mr. or Missy doing this? What makes you think you can just up and quit your day job? What makes you think you can throw caution to the wind, step out on faith, and live out your dreams. No, honey, we got bills to pay. We got priorities. We got to get these babies, you know, grown up and healthy and get them through school and get them off on their path. We have oh, to keep this roof over our head. I'm not privileged enough to live obedient. Listen, Lisa, I need to go love on the job that's loving on me. I need to stay where I'm comfortable, where it's guaranteed, which is also a false belief, right? Thinking that, you know, this quote unquote comfortable or safe job is guaranteed and is safe, right? But listen, I remember when I first started my journey into living in alignment. Now, when I started my journey into living in alignment, I did not know that's what I was doing. 
just to be clear, right? I was just taking some risks, okay? Um, but I threw caution to the wind. So I used to work for the state of Michigan, Department of um, Human Services, as a foster care worker. So I worked in social work. Um, I have a bachelor's in psychology, and I was following in my best friend at the time's footsteps. I didn't know what to go to college for. So I followed her to U of M, and I followed her in majoring in psychology, and then I followed her to work for the state of Michigan and get a job in foster care. Like, I didn't know. So I'm like, hey, if she's doing this, I'll do this. And so I did just that. And of course, it was nothing I had ever dreamed about doing. And it was not necessarily what I was meant to do, but I didn't know what else to do. So I was modeling behavior like most of us do. Most of us live our lives just modeling someone else's behavior. And so I did just that. So after about four years of working as a foster care worker for the state of Michigan, which was, you know, we're getting a state job was considered a good thing at the time. There were benefits and you put in so many years and you can retire and you, you know, have health insurance and you're getting pay increases every year and you get some paid time off. And this is really a reliable job. You have the opportunity to advance in this position. And so um, from all accounts on the outside looking in, this was, I was on the right path, you know, graduated high school, did great there, went to a nice, good high school, Cass Tech in Detroit, and then, you know, went on to a great university, University of Michigan. And so, you know, by all accounts on the outside looking in, three pats on the back, Lisa, you're following the path, the trajectory that most people should be following, right? And so after about four years of working for the state of Michigan, I started kind of getting my feel of what I really wanted to do, which for me was travel. So I wanted to travel the world, see the world, and I wanted to work for the federal government. So I'm like, mm, the state government is cool, but I'm trying to be on that federal level. So I started looking for internships to work at the federal government. I figured my best way in was to be like an unpaid intern. And then from there, I would move up the ranks in the federal government. And my one of my sole purposes for doing this, again, was to travel, right? So I wanted to, I was looking at the state department. In the federal government. So I, I applied for internships. And this particular internship that I applied for with the federal government, you had to choose between your preferred location around the world. So my first preferred, preferred location was Rome, Italy. And lo and behold, I got it. I got the internship. I was selected to move to Rome and work at the United States Embassy in Italy, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. To this day, it's one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. And I lived there, so I was able to really see the beauty. It wasn't just like, you know, a five, seven, 10 day vacation where we just hit the highlights. Um, so I was able to really dig into it, the history, the culture, and it was beautiful, right? And I have been to Italy previously. So I think that's also why it was my top choice for moving there because of me and a friend of mine had actually went there on vacation where we did just hit the highlights. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is gorgeous. These old streets, the such an old culture. It's amazing. I want to live here. So I got selected for the internship guys. And so I went to, you know, upper management at the state of Michigan and I said, hey, 
you know, I got selected to do this internship abroad. Uh, it's only for 10 weeks. So I don't want to quit my job, my position here at the state of Michigan. What I'm asking for is unpaid leave. So I don't want to take vacation time. I don't want to get paid for the time I'm gone. All I want is a guarantee that my job will be here when I get back. Right. So can you grant me an unpaid leave of absence while I go work this internship for 10 weeks so I can see Italy and eat some pasta and drink some wine? Okay. And they said no. They said no because they said the internship is not related to the work you do here. So, you know, we basically can't give you this leave because it doesn't benefit. You're not going to learn, according to them, by their perspective. You're not going to learn anything that's going to help you do your better your job better as a foster care worker. So the answer was no. So I had a choice to make. Do I stay at the state of Michigan that I've been working for several years, got a little seniority, the pay is decent, you know, I'm basically starting my career and keep my cushy, comfortable, safe job that most people would love to have. Or do I, you know, dump it all and go to this unpaid internship in Italy, right? And of course, I chose the latter, right? Again, obedience is not reserved for the privileged. It's reserved for the bold. Quitting my job at the state of Michigan and packing my bags. First of all, let me, I skipped a step. Quitting my job, cashing in my 401k. I took the penalty and all. Cashing out my 401k so that I can fund my trip, my internship living in Italy. And then packing my bags and moving to Rome was the beginning of something that I had no idea of what it would be, right? It was the beginning of a life that I could only imagine. It was amazing because Italy led to China. China led to my career in health. You know, me getting certified as a personal trainer, me getting certified as a personal trainer led me to eventually starting my first company in 2015, which led me to starting my second company in 2017, which led me to know, being asked to run a third company in 2019, like it, it led me down a path of obedience. I still, when I packed my bags and moved to Italy again, I thought I will be working for the federal government. I'm like, this is my foot in the door. I'm going to start off as an intern and boom, boom, boom. Right. So I still hadn't quite landed my calling. I didn't know that speaking and teaching <clears throat> and writing and communication was my gift. I just knew that I wanted to see the world, right? And so me being obedient to that, that urge led me to be obedient in other realms, but it started with being entitled, right? It started with having the audacity, right, to quit this job. And so what I'm saying to you is you have to have the audacity to be bold, could that be the reason why you're out of alignment? You know, waking up happy is not a privilege. It's, it's a right. Doing what you love and what you're called to do is not a privilege. It's a right because happiness is a right. What you love today may not be what you're called to do 10 years from now, 
because we grow, we evolve, and therefore so does our capabilities and our preferences. However, this is not reserved for the privilege, okay? So number one, do you lack entitlement, right? Do you lack audacity, right? Are you not being bold enough? And that could be the reason you're out of alignment. Number two, okay, let's take a little sippy sip, y'all. Sippy sip. Okay. You know, I said previously, <laughs> when I listen back to these episodes, make sure the audio is right, all of that stuff. You know, I um, sometimes I say, you know, at least you need to be more professional in these in, when you're recording. You need to, maybe we should add some music and do a whole intro and have, you know, really professionalize this platform. And that'd be like, nah, you just need to get it out. <laughs> So one day, maybe next year, somebody's listening and you're like an audio person or editor, you you know how to work all the, that jazz, you know, help me out. Shoot me a line. Hello at LisaAngelSmith.com and say, Lisa, I would love to edit your podcast, put some jazziness behind it, do all of this. Until then, y'all just about to get this raw version. I record and upload. That's it. That's it. Because... The important thing to me is getting it out for you, but I know that we could probably flip this podcast into being a better funnel <laughs> for the business. But um, until that time, y'all going to hear me sipping this water and all of that jazz. Okay, number two, the second reason you may be out of alignment is because you lack confidence. Now, understand this is different from being bold because with confidence you could have you could be taking some steps you could actually be doing the thing you could actually already already have your toe in the water and kind of working in the space you know in alignment or on purpose but you're not excelling you're not exceeding you, you know your and other people's expectations you're not operating in your gift fully in a and full out, right? Because you lack confidence. Here's the thing. Before anyone is willing to put themselves out for another, you have to have self-confidence, right? Because obedience, if you're obedient, one of the ways to know whether or not you're obedient is if you're serving, right? So when you're obedient, you're always going to be serving. It's Obedience is never self-serving. It's always serving others, right? So, but in order to serve others, you have to have self-confidence, real self-confidence. Like you have to be confident in yourself and your own abilities before you're willing to help another, or at least you should be. Like in order for me to show up every month, you know, and teach my nutrition classes, in order for me to take a mic and get on a stage, in order for me to create a course, you know, demand that people pay me for it, right? Set up some type of curriculum and schedule and say, show up at this time and I'm going to teach you what you need to know and I'm going to guide you down this plant-based journey. Like that requires a lot of confidence, right? And, but in order for me to do it successfully year over year, um, I also have to have receipts, right? So in the beginning, you know, whether, whether or not, you know, all the jazz I'm talking is going to uh, manifest to be true depends on the outcome of my students, right? And so I have to also do the work um, and make sure I'm really prepared. So confidence comes from evidence, but evidence comes from preparedness. 
Okay. So a lot of times when I have, so I have a handful of students who go through like my farm to table course. And after the course, they're like, this plant-based thing is amazing. And I believe in it fully to the point I want to be a coach to the point I want to teach this content, Lisa. And so I'll hop on a call with some of these individuals. I'll do some life coaching or some business coaching, some guidance coaching with them. And essentially what always comes up is their lack of confidence. But what I also am able to discover is that their lack of confidence in being able to be a coach in whatever genre, it doesn't even have to be health. Their lack of confidence comes from their lack of evidence, right? Right. They haven't gotten out there. They haven't necessarily proven what they're telling people. So they know it in theory. Maybe they've you know done it for themselves, but they don't have a lot of receipts, right? And so it they say, I don't know if I'm ready. I should go out and learn more. I should go out and study more. I should take another class. I should read, you know, uh, 99 more books, right? And so they lack that evidence, right? And I'm like, listen, from everything you tell me, you've been getting prepared for the last six months, year, two years, 10 years, right? The You're prepared, right? But now you got to get the evidence. And that comes from, and, and to get the evidence, you have to be bold. You have to be entitled, right? Um, so confidence, confidence is not something that a person is born with. It's something that is acquired. You get confidence from lived experiences. So understand that I'm saying lived experiences. So if you're working in a capacity right now that you know is not where you should be, right? You know, you're meant for something else, um, that this is not the end of the road for you and what you're doing right now. Sitting around and thinking about what you should really be doing, like kind of just hashing it over in your brain, going over plans in your mind will only get you so far, right? You That's visualization and that's super important. Visualization is a really important step in achieving your goals and manifesting your life. However, it needs to be followed up with actual action so that you can get receipts. When you get those receipts, also known as evidence, your confidence will build, period, okay? And so taking that faith, taking all the work you've done to prepare, understand that when you live obediently and when you're operating purposefully, preparedness comes easy. Think about getting prepared for something that you're not meant to do. How hard was it to study for that test to get certified as a insurance preparer? How difficult was it to take those real estate classes or get certified in that real estate or, you know, buckle yourself down and have discipline for, you know, whatever career you're currently working in, right? You had to go through all those interviews. You had to go to school for this or take courses for this or go back and get a certification for this. And then you got exams you had to pass. You got board exams and you got to recertify every year. And it is all a chore unless it is your calling, unless it is your gift. And then it becomes not a chore. It almost becomes exciting. It, you anticipate these things. If you're meant to be an electrician, if you're meant to be a plumber, you know, if you're meant to be a teacher, getting prepared for it is exciting. 
It is not tedious. It's not a task. So understand that preparedness being the first step and eventually getting confidence when you're in an alignment, even the preparedness phase is you look forward to, you long for, right? You desire, right? But it is impossible to be fully in alignment. It is impossible to be to live obediently and on purpose without confidence. It's impossible because when you're obedient, you're serving. You're a teacher, you're serving those students, right? If you're a professor, you're serving those students. You know you get in front of that class and teaching is what you're meant to do. You're serving, right? I'm a teacher in my own way. I just happen to create my own courses, right? And so I'm serving, Right. When I speak, I'm serving. And so I am living obediently on purpose because living in obedience means there's somebody on the receiving end of your gift for whom life is improved by coming across your path. All right. So they're on the receiving end of your gift. OK. And so getting confident. Maybe. The missing piece to you living obediently. But confidence comes from evidence. But to get the evidence, you first have to get prepared. So think about what steps need to be taken in order for you to reach a level of confidence that will then allow you to be bold. Because obedience is not reserved for the privileged. It's reserved for the bold, okay? So here's the deal. Understand, again, confidence is not something you're born with. It is an acquired characteristic. It can be acquired by anyone, right? And so do what needs to be done to make sure that you get the receipts to get the confidence. Parents and bosses are supposed to instill confidence in us, right? There's people in our life who are supposed to make us a little more confident, cheer us on, things like this. But you can also acquire it on your own. I remember I was teaching a um, branding workshop last year. And um, one of the things I was, you know, teaching the people at this event was, basically how to brand, how to brand your product or service, right, in your company. And, um, and I'm teaching branding and I'm telling them, you know, to, about confidence and I'm telling them about the importance of getting receipts though, right? And so I'm telling them the importance of getting testimonials from your clients and getting um, feedback, you know, surveys. You have to understand how to get those receipts because what happens is, When I show you guys receipts, like when I show you reviews from people who have graduated from my farm to table course, when I show you um, text message or emails from people who saying you've changed my life, listening to you has, you know, really put me on a trajectory to health that I could have never dreamed of. Right. When I show you those receipts, um, not only has it built my confidence even more, but it's built your confidence in me. Right. So hearing from your peers and their experience with engaging with my content gives you confidence in me. Right. And so when you show up and say, hey, so and so referred me to you. 
right? It, it, you you automatically have confidence in me because somebody else has given you a receipt. It happens to me all the time. I actually just spoke to someone this week who signed up to work one-on-one with me because they're like, you worked with my mother-in-law and she cannot stop talking about you, right? And so the confidence that she has in me has given her confidence in me. And she's like, I'm ready, right? I'm ready to do this, right? And so it becomes this wonderful cycle. So in the beginning, you know, you will have to get the confidence on your own by, you know, the evidence, getting prepared, getting those receipts, being bold enough to step out there to serve so that you can get those receipts because confidence comes from evidence. So you have to get evidence that your theory, right, your formula for solving whatever problem you're going to solve in a world, you have to get evidence that your formula works because you only start a business to solve a problem, not to work for yourself, not to make your own money, not to have a boss, not to have freedom of your time. Those are all perks like benefits. You start a business to solve a problem. So whatever formula you've curated to solve whatever problem in the world you're going to solve, you have to get evidence that that formula works, okay? Then once you have that evidence, you will get receipts and people will begin to instill confidence in other people on your behalf, right? So this confidence thing is really, really a big deal and something that cannot be overlooked, but you can only get it from evidence. Okay, let's move on. Let me take a little sip and we'll get into the third And final reason, you may be out of alignment. Okay. Now, y'all should already know what this one is. Because if you know me, then you know (laughs) that I'm attaching health to everything, honey. Um, So here's the deal. The third reason why you may be out of alignment or can't get into alignment It's because of your health, both physical, mental, and emotional health, okay? You know, in the last several months, I've had two people tell me about their situational anxiety. And I've had another person describe to me what I can only classify as burnout because I was burnt out. I've lived through burnt out. I I might still be burnt out, but I think I'm getting over the hump, Um. And so as she was talking to me and describing it to me, I'm like, oh, you burnt out. Um, But in the past couple of months, I've had, you know, these conversations with several different people talking about anxiety. And when I say situational anxiety, what I mean by that is they weren't born with, like they haven't been struggling with anxiety their entire life. Some people have been struggling with anxiety their entire lives. But these are two individuals who had something very specific happen to them in their life. And then it brought on these bouts of anxiety, these bouts of panic attacks. Um, And then I've had another person who recently discovered that she's completely burnt out and overwhelmed, okay? And these are all aspects of health and they're all based on circumstances. These are circumstantial health issues, okay? Um, And so what... What began to happen for some of these individuals and many others too, and I've also used this defense mechanism, is that they turn to um, emotional detachment and emotional suppression um, and numbness as a defense mechanism. Okay, so let me get into this. 
So when I say that your health may be a reason you're out of alignment, listen to me very carefully here. I'm talking about both physical health, which I'll talk about momentarily, and mental and emotional health, okay? So if you're just thinking physical, like, nope, no diagnosis, Lisa, clean bill of health, I'm at a healthy weight, I don't have any chronic conditions, um, I haven't been diagnosed with any type of chronic disease, okay, check that box for yourself, well done, okay? But now let's also talk about mental and emotional health. You cannot live full out if you are not whole, okay? And we know wholeness is mind, body, spirit, right? It's a trifecta, right? So you cannot live full out. You cannot serve if your cup isn't full. And so this piece is major, right? We, especially women of color, we wear an abundance of hats, um, an abundance of roles and titles, and sometimes wires get crossed, lines get crossed, and we find ourselves overwhelmed, stretched too thin, right? With the burden of the household, the burden of the community, the burden of, you know, our immediate responsibilities and our liabilities has landed on our shoulders, has landed on our desk, or we've went out and taking them on and put them on our shoulders, right? Uh, some things are called for and some things are uncalled for. And we have, and we find ourselves looking up and we don't have the time, space, or energy or resources um, to live abundantly because we're not whole. You know, we've given so much of ourselves that we now, our cup is only half full. And so emotionally we're taxed, mentally we're taxed, physically we're taxed, right? And if that is the case, you may think, okay, no, I need to get all this stuff done so that I can live purposefully. Um, but when the truth of the matter is, you just need to stop everything for a second. You just need to stop everything for a second and recalibrate uh, because you're not healthy. So listen, this situational, situational anxiety, this situational burnout and overwhelm, um, even situational depression, circumstantial depression, um, leaves you vulnerable, right? And un unfortunately renders you unable to fully, fully be in alignment, right? Because you may have already got to the point where you're like, nope, I stopped Eventually, I was able to uh, create an exit strategy and work a plan that allowed me to live uh, purposefully. So I'm doing that, but I'm not executing at a high level. I've went wide, but I haven't went deep, right? And so I'm not executing at a high level. And therefore, um, I feel like I'm dropping the ball in my space. I am doing what I'm meant to be doing, but I'm not, I'm not making the shots. I'm dropping the ball, right? Um, and that can be, be because you're not healthy. And let me be clear. When I started my first company in 2015, it was called FitCamp360. So this was a fitness and nutrition <laughs> uh, traveling camp is what it was going to be. And so uh, essentially, I was going to travel around the world doing like this six to eight week camp that was comprised of physical fitness, nutrition, and mental health. 
and it, we were going to rent gym spaces or other type of spaces. You know, people were going to get excited because Fit Camp 360 was coming to town. They were going to enroll for this six to eight week camp. We're gonna, we were going to whip these bodies and these brains into shape and then move on to the next city. Um, and so that was the plan for Fit Camp 360. From that day to this one, I've never had a Fit Camp, just to be clear. But unfortunately, the business is still registered under that name. So if you get an invoice from me, <laughs> it always says Fit Camp 360. But we then started doing business as Professionally Fit, okay? And when I changed the name, uh, or DBA, doing business as Professionally Fit, it was for this reason. I started noticing, I was going to a lot of networking events in the beginning of my entrepreneurial career, and I was like just trying to show up in spaces with like-minded individuals, right? So I was doing like pitch competitions and I was just kind of traveling throughout Metro Detroit, going to any type of networking event I could just to really, you know, get inundated into this entrepreneurial world. And the thing that stood out to me, because these I was going to events with a lot of black people, <clears throat> the thing that stood out to me was how many individuals were overweight and were unhealthy. I was just watching people eat all this bad food and, you know, just even talking to some of these entrepreneurs. Soon, like as soon as I tell people I work in the health space, they immediately <laughs> tell me their own health status. So this is not me just eyeballing people and deciding they're overweight. This is literally conversations I was having with people at these networking events. And they're telling me, oh. Yeah, I'm having these issues. I'm having these issues. I don't feel good. I don't have any energy, you know. And so, of course, eventually the conversation kind of turned from business into me doing like a mini coaching session <laughs> at a lot of these events, which is totally cool. I don't, I'm not mad at it at all. And so I got a light bulb and I'm like, yo, forget Fit Camp 360. I need to get these people professionally fit. And that's where the name came from. It literally came from going from pro to professional networking events and realizing that people were unfit <laughs> to truly live out their role as a boss. I'm like, how can you run this company, especially it's a startup, you know, most networking events are people who are just kind of just getting started and you are not healthy. Like it, it was almost like, mind-blowing to me it was like pearl clenching to me I'm like you mean to tell me you're not sleeping like you you're not rested and you're getting up trying to like create content for me to consume you're telling me you're like dehydrated you're telling me that like you got high blood pressure and high cholesterol and and you know or just chronic joint and back pain and basically your services to me and my peers could potentially be hindered at any moment on any given day because you don't feel good. Wait, what? And so I saw this as a major um, hindrance in the culture because I was also doing like research on, you know, the number of black entrepreneurs and who's the fastest growing demographic of entrepreneurs. And then I started um, reading and getting data on um, how many black businesses have only one employee and how we're more like more likely to only have one staff member, which is the founder. And, you know, so we don't have a staff to rely on. So we're doing everything right. We're the janitor. We're the accountant. Right. We're administration. We're customer service. 
we're the founder, we're everything, we're the CEO, the CFO. So what I was realizing is that like everything is vulnerable. You're literally building a business on sand. You're literally building what you hope to one day be an empire on unstable ground. And that's essentially what happens when you try to live on purpose and when you try and get in alignment and you're not whole and healthy physically, mentally, and emotionally. You're building a business. You're building an infrastructure. You're building on sand, on unstable ground. You're not building on flat, well-surfaced concrete. It's unstable because at any given moment, right, you can slip into this bout of depression or overwhelm or exhaustion or or have a, a, a flare from an autoimmune disease or anything at any given moment because you did not prioritize health and, and you're not prioritizing health. And so you're not making sure that the one person that is responsible for X, Y, and Z, because there's always going to be things in your business that nobody else can do, right? You can only outsource so much, okay? You can only delegate so much because you're the one with the gift. So the, the things that should be delegated are that other 95%. You should be working in your 5% of your, your, five, your zone of genius. Everything outside your zone of genius should eventually be delegated, right? However, so there's going to always be something in your, when you're living purposely, there's always going to be something that only you can do, right? But, which means that if you're not properly addressing unresolved trauma, if you're not properly addressing broken relationships in your life that are causing anxiety, causing you to lose sleep, causing you to um, feel sadness or guilt um, then or shame, then you are compromising your obedience to your calling. Does that make sense? You're compromising your obedience by not being healthy. So here's the deal. I mentioned earlier that one, sometimes <clears throat> when there's things that are unresolved in our life that we do not want to address, we're not ready to face it, whatever it may be, we use emotional det detachment and suppression as a defense mechanism, right? And so as opposed to, you know, addressing this thing head on, we detach ourselves from it and we go out and try and live like, you know what, whatever, that put that behind me. Some of us use substances to get away from it. Some of us use emotional detachment. Here's the issue with emotional detachment and suppression. Using emotional detachment and suppression as a defense mechanism is like chemotherapy, okay? Because when you're diagnosed with cancer and when you have, and if you choose chemotherapy as a treatment option, what do we know about chemotherapy? Chemotherapy wipes out your immune system. How does it do that? Chemotherapy is literally, you know, these drugs that are pumped into your system in hopes of getting the cancer cells. So chemotherapy wipes out all of your cells, healthy ones included, 
in hopes of wiping out the cancer cells and putting the cancer in remission, right? We, if we don't know much about cancer, we know that about chemotherapy. Like we, most of us know that it's not when these, these, this cocktail of drugs that's pumped into your system, they are not sophisticated enough to only target cancer cells. They target all cells, right? And, and hope to hit the cancer cells. So chemotherapy is like a mass shooter. They're not a sniper, right? A sniper has only one target. It aims at that target and it hits that target. A mass shooter just sprays bullets everywhere and hopes of getting something, right? And that's what chemotherapy is. And that's also what emotional detachment is. See, when you use emotional detachment and suppression as a defense mechanism, you wipe out all emotions. You don't just detach from the ones you're trying to avoid. And so what happens is you become numb. And when you become numb, you are literally pushing back against the reason that you're a human being. The difference between you and an animal, the difference between you and like a dog, a cat, or, you know, another sentient uh, being is your capacity to feel. It's emotions, Right. Animals, their, their mission is survival. They, they, they procreate just like us. That's also part of our mission, right? And then it's staying alive, right? Listen, I don't know how, y'all, but this new place that I live in, flies are getting in somehow, right? So every day I'll have like one random fly that I got to chase around the house. And I'm like, what in the world? I can't figure it out. I don't know where. First of all, it's wintertime here in Detroit, so what the heck, right? But like, I literally killed a fly yesterday and I'm like, how in the heck? And their only mission is about like, the re the fly is trying to get away from me murdering it, right? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that's its only mission. Okay? And so that's the only mission of animals is to survive. But the thing that differentiates us from animals is what we have in common is we both need to procreate. We both need to survive. But we feel feelings. That's what makes us unique. That's what makes us, puts us at the top of the food chain, right? But it also can be a um, hindrance in some, kind, in some ways because when we feel sadness, when we feel depression, when we feel anxiety, when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we're not enough, these uh, feelings of inf inferiority complex, complexes that we developed over the course of our life because of all these multitude life experiences, right? A lot of times we want to detach from those things because they, it doesn't feel good to feel them, right? Like we want the good feelings, right? We want the joy. We want the happiness. We want to feel peace. We want to feel connected, right? That is super important. We have to feel connected as humans. But unfortunately, when we don't do the work, to become emotionally and mentally sound, many of us use detachment and suppression as a defense mechanism. But when we detach and suppress what we think is just the sadness from the trauma, we're really detaching and suppressing all emotions, right? And so we get disconnected completely. If you're not fully connected, unfortunately, then you are it is impossible to live in alignment and on purpose because 
the only way to properly serve whoever you're meant to serve here on your time on this planet is they need all of you. Trust me when I tell you, especially as a coach, right? If I don't show up to my sessions or my classes or even on my stages with all of me, if something is off, if there's some type of detachment somewhere, not only is it going to be sensed by some of the students um, in the audience, but the my message isn't going to land because it isn't going to be properly delivered in the first place because I'm not able to give it everything because I haven't done the work off stage, right? And so if I'm showing up, and this goes to, for physical health as well. So if I'm showing up with, you know, back pain, if I'm showing up with discomfort, if I'm showing up because I haven't eliminated today because I got constipation, this hinders your ability to fully be in alignment, right? So you cannot discount health when it comes to being in alignment. We need all of you. We deserve all of you in order for your gift to fully be realized, in order for us to fully fully benefit from that gift. It's simply required. It is not optional. And this cannot be overlooked. You can no longer afford to put it on the back burner. And how timely is this? You know, if you're listening to this soon as I drop it, you know, we're entering 2021 and we understand, especially in the midst of a pandemic, the importance of health because one of literally the deciding factors in this pandemic on whether or not a lot of people live or died is their pre-existing conditions pre-existing this thing existed before this bigger thing came on came in to, to eat you up so if the thing that existed prior to this bigger more bold pathogen entering the scene um, means that it made you more vulnerable the pre-existing condition determined your vulnerability to contracting covid possibly being hospitalized because of COVID, possibly perishing because of COVID, right? I'm not saying every single person that died from it had a pre-existing condition, but the majority of them did, okay? And so what a perfect time to prioritize your health. So if you feel like, oh, I hate what I do. I need to get in alignment. I need to go and be, um, start living purposefully. I need to take these steps to finally do what I'm meant to do. Make sure health is at the top of that checklist, not just registering your LLC or putting in your two-week notice or creating the exit strategy to leave that job. Where's your health status at? (laughs) Okay. Y'all know how I feel about health now. So, but really, I hope that made it clear because you cannot detach from an emotion and then try and go and show up for the people you're meant to serve. You know, that's really, really, um, I was I would say even unethical of you to be that disobedient because I'm paying or showing up. I'm giving either my money, my time, my attention, and my energy to be on the receiving end of your gift. And you are not showing up fully for me. I might not even know that. You know, I might, you might, deliver the product or service and I might think okay the product and service was delivered 
But trust me when I tell you, there's many people I've worked for or worked with and since starting my own company who after I work with them, I knew I was never going to work with them again. And not only that, I was never going to refer them again. And it may have could have been because of the way they delivered the product or service. But the way they delivered this product or service, the reason it was subpar is because they were not fully in the game. Right. Their product or service could have been fire if they had been fire. You know what I'm saying? And so make sure that your health status, whatever you're dealing with, is addressed prior to showing up in front of a bunch of people saying, here's my gift. Let me give it to you. Okay, that's it. I got to go get ready because we got to film at nine o'clock, y'all. Okay, it's been an hour. Um, I hope this helps to put some stuff in perspective for you, right? So three reasons you may be out of alignment. Number one, you believe obedience is reserved for the privilege when it's really reserved for the bold. Number two, you lack confidence or people lack confidence in you. And number three, you are not thriving mentally, physically, and emotionally. So your health, your health is not where it should be, which renders you incapable of fully living obediently. Okay. All right. So that's what I have. That's it for 2020. Happy New Year to y'all. I'll be back with another solo episode in January. If you um, know that health is your detriment at this point, then I highly encourage you to enroll in my farm to table course it's a six-week course where where i help you um from a nutritional standpoint but also from a mental health standpoint we have an entire week dedicated to nothing but mental health really to help you get into alignment um, and help you to get structured in your life in such a way where you can take back onus of your health, get back in the driver's seat of your health and really do what needs to be done in order to live fully. You know, your life expectancy is in your hands, not your genes, not your culture, not your zip code. It's in your hands. You have the power to do what needs to be done to reverse those conditions. Let me show you how. So Farm to Table Winter 2021 starts on Tuesday, January 19th. It will be virtual. So no matter where you are in the world, I just shipped out course materials for our first uh, 26 students the other day. So we have like seven seats left, six or seven seats remaining, I think. And so if you want to get in on this, if you're listening to this prior to January 12th, class starts on the 19th, but orientation is on the 12th. So we're going to close enrollment on the 12th. Um, Then please, 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 please look into getting into farm to table. We gave out three scholarships this semester, which I am so proud of. Um, But please do yourself a whole favor and invest in your health. Let this be the jumpstart for you so that you can take this thing uh, called living to the next level and really live full out purposefully and obediently. Okay. Until next time, link is in the bio for that. Link is below in in the chat or whatever in the show notes for you to get enrolled in farm to table. Okay, guys. Until next time, the sun is coming up here. I will talk to you guys in 2021. Have an amazing, an amazing new year.